Let's pray together. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. Father, none of us want to be fools, so we pray, please, that as you show us what it is to be wise, that we would not despise what we hear, but that you'd give us hearts that are soft to hear your words, ears that are ready to listen, and that we'd put into action what we hear, and we'd grow to be those who are wise. We pray that for your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as you walk through the, the city, if you kind of know the city a bit, Haymarket, Gentleman's Walk, if you walk along there on a Saturday, there are just countless voices that are vying for your attention. There are people literally in your way as you, you, you walk along the road and trying to stop you. Would, you. would you like me to reduce your utilities bill by £200? No, thank you, and, and on you go. A few metres further on. How, how do you feel about climate change? And you walk on a bit further, someone else vying for attention, and then, and then you look at the shops around you, and it's as if they're, they're shouting out to you, come this way, see what we can offer with, with what they put on the boards outside. You see, a, a short walk through the city on a Saturday it, it is like life in microcosm, because there are constantly countless voices that are vying for our attention. We live in a, in a marketplace of ideas and philosophies. And each one of us stands at the crossroads with voices calling out to us, come along our path. No, 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 choose, choose our path. Come, come this way. As the voice we're hearing so loudly at the moment of Extinction Rebellion, here's what they say on their website. We're facing an unprecedented global emergency. Life on earth is in crisis. We're in the midst of a mass extinction of our own making. Listen to what they say. Come, come and join the rebellion. Our rebellion is the gift this world needs. Come our way, come on our path, Extinction Rebellion says to us. Or there's the, the voice of, of power and money. Come our way, come and, come and be successful. Enjoy power and recognition Walk the, the path now of, of hard work, of, of sacrifices now, of, of long hours, and then you can have a career that's going to go places. You can achieve great things. You can buy yourself pleasure and happiness. Come our way. Or the, the voice of sex. Walk on our path and enjoy pleasure and intimacy. Don't put those old-fashioned outdated restraints on yourself. Enjoy yourself. Come, come on our path. And the question is, is, as we have all those voices vying for our attention, who, who's are we going to listen to? And which path will we choose as we stand at the crossroads? If you've closed your Bibles, do open them back up. We're in, in Proverbs 8. And in Proverbs 8, we, we hear the voice of, of wisdom calling out to us. Can you see it there in, in verse 1? Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice at the highest point along the way? Where the path meets, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud, to you, O people, I call out. You see, what, 
what we see in, in this chapter is, is wisdom's personified. And here we have before us, amongst all the voices vying for our attention, Lady Wisdom. And you see that she's, she's speaking at, at the marketplace. She, she stands at the crossroads. And the question is, will we hear her voice? Will we lend her our ears? So here's, here's the first thing to see from Proverbs 8. Lady Wisdom calls and commands. Lady Wisdom calls and commands. Uh, I guess some of us are, are Lord of the Rings fans. Any, any Lord of the Rings fans here? A smattering of us. Uh, as, as you hear of Lady Wisdom here, think, um, think Lady Galadriel, if that means anything at all to you. Elegant, assured, dignified, speaking words, dripping with wisdom. If you've never seen Lord of the Rings, go home and watch it this week. See, here is, here is Lady Wisdom, and she is calling out. And do you see that she's calling out to all people, verse 4. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. We saw last week, if we were here, that this book seems to have been written particularly to uncommitted youths, considering of all the paths they could go down, of all the voices they could listen to, which way they'll go. For those of us who are at that point, for those in cipher, Lady Wisdom is calling out to you. Will you hear her voice? But her words aren't only for young people, considering which path they might go down. Lady Wisdom calls everyone. You see in verse 5, she calls to the, the simple and to the foolish. You see, the world says that, that wisdom, that's just for the, for the high flyers, the debaters, the intellectuals, the academics. We can fall into thinking that wisdom comes with, with gaining a degree. Now, Lady Wisdom calls out to all of us. Maybe you're here this evening and you, you feel simple and foolish. Lady Wisdom calls out to you. In verse 6, we see that she says, Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say to you. Some translations, it says, Listen, I'll speak noble things. You see, here are, here are great words for us to listen to. But, but they can be hard words for us to hear. Because Lady Wisdom calls out to us from the, the pages of the Bible, and only some of us will hear them. Look at, at, down at verse 9. To the discerning, all of them, that is all the words of my mouth, all of them are right. They are upright to those who found knowledge. This is, we, we each come to the Bible this evening, we, we don't come to it naturally. Because we all come at it with all sorts of different things going on inside in, in our interior world. We can come with a complete focus on ourselves. Or we can, we can come to these words and, and we're determined just to keep God at arm's length. He can stay there and he'll be ethereal no more than that. Now you see, when that's our inner world, the words of the Bible just don't seem right. We've got to come with humility because any other stance and we'll miss out that here before us are noble words, worthy words, trustworthy words being spoken to us. They're of great value and dignity if we'll hear them humbly. C.S. Lewis wrote a, a book called uh, The Pilgrim's Regress. And in that book, he, he talks about the, the path of, of wisdom taking us through a valley. He writes, what's this valley called? 
We call it now simply Wisdom's Valley, but the oldest maps mark it as the Valley of Humiliation, the Valley of, of Humility. Lady Wisdom calls out if we'll humbly come and listen. But she also commands, look, look down at verse 10, choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. You see, there's a, there's a choice to be made. What are we going to choose? Are we going to choose lady wisdom, or are we going to choose money? We can't go after both. It's, it's one or the other. Jesus says in, in Matthew six twenty four, no one can serve two masters, and he's talking about money. Either you hate one and love the other, or you'll be convinced by one and despise the other. You see, Lady Wisdom says, choose me. What we choose will end up being what we chase after. Wisdom, we're told here, is, is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Imagine, imagine for a minute I, I put two things before you. You can only choose one of them. Here's the offer before you. Just think what you take. The offer is either winning the lottery and winning big or gaining wisdom. They're, they're your two choices. On, on Tuesday, the the largest Euro Millions win was claimed, £169 million by someone in England. Crazy money. Imagine that put before you. £169 million or wisdom. I wonder what you choose. When Proverbs 8, Lady Wisdom says to us, it's an absolute no-brainer. Pick wisdom. Verse 11, it is far more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. In the the New Testament, Paul writes that that those that are eager for money, those that chase after it, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. It seemed like money, the 169 million would be the better deal. There's a psychologist called Dr. Caroline Caroline Schuster-Cotterill. I'm sure that's not how you say her name. We'll call her Caroline. Uh, She says that a big lottery win can have real dangers on your mental well-being. As far as I can see, this this wasn't a Christian lady saying this. Here's what she said. It really can be disruptive. The first thing is the shock, not expecting it and and suddenly winning. It's the speed and rate of change that tend to cause people trouble. And then she goes on to say about the dangers on relationships. The, The further aspects is changes in relationships with close friends and family. Attitudes change. I read this week about a man called Matt who won 250,000, small compared to 169 million. He won that 12 years ago when he was just 22 years old. He's, he's now 34 and he, he reflects on what it was like to have won still a considerable amount of money. And he says he's happy, but listen to what he says. Again, as far as I can tell, not a Christian man. The happiness isn't down to the money. There are lessons you learn in life. And as you get older, you realize true happiness isn't down to money. In, in Proverbs 8, we see there is, there is a choice laid before each one of us. What are you going to choose, lady wisdom or money? Which one will you chase after? Lady wisdom calls and commands. And then in, in verses 12 to 31, we, we see lady wisdom's credentials. Here we see why we should listen to her. 
Why follow her command to choose her? And we see, first in 12 to 21, the, the wisdom on offer here, on offer here is, is powerful. Look at verse 14. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. Verse 15. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern and nobles, all who rule on earth. You see, we see wisdom put on, on display before us when we see leaders making good decisions, just decisions, princes and politicians ruling well. Now, you might want to say that's in fairly short supply at the moment, but we do see it, don't we, at times? It is by wisdom from above that they do that. It's not MBAs or, or leadership coaches. In the tough world of human leadership, in the, the nitty-gritty of boardrooms and global leadership summits, Wisdom from above is the secret to success. See, as we consider what we're gonna list, who we're going to listen to, as we consider who we'll choose, do you see what an offer is on offer to us? It is powerful wisdom. So when you've got a tough decision to make, where, where will you look? Who will you listen to? When you find yourself unsure which way to turn, whose ear will you have? On offer here is powerful wisdom for you and I. And this wisdom is ancient. That's what we see in verses 22 to 31. So reading it, you might have thought, this is all slightly strange. What, what, what is it? That, what's the, the point here? Just listen again. To, let me read some of it again. Verse 22. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works. Before his deeds of old, I was formed long ago. At the very beginning, when the world came to be, when there was no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills I was given birth. Before he made the worlds or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep its command. And when he marked out the foundation of the earth. If you, if you look for books on wisdom now, they are, they are not in short supply. I did a, just a very quick search on waterstones. How many books can you find on wisdom there? Well, just a quick search. About 443 books. Currently, something on the topic of wisdom. There are all sorts of books offering us, come here and find wisdom. But the wisdom we see here in Proverbs is, is wisdom that is ancient. Wisdom that's, that's woven into the fabric of creation. You see, we could read through Proverbs, and especially as we, we move into the next section, we could read through it and it feel like it's just a, a list of handy hints for living well. But it's much richer than that. Here, um, here what Ray Ortland has to say on this little, this little bit of Proverbs 8. Wisdom was here first, before us. Wisdom was God's first creation. He wired wisdom into the cosmos as the inner logic of everything. So wisdom was how everything started and how everything still works. We're born into this world long after things were set up so amazingly. What do we know? We can't control our environment. We adjust to it. So biblical wisdom is more than handy tips. Wisdom is the secret code to reality. And the Bible, and in the Bible, it is speaking to us 
so that it isn't a secret anymore. You see, here is, here is wisdom put before us that is ancient. The wisdom woven into creation that is, is learnable and teachable and it's put on offer for us if we'll listen to it. Wisdom that is powerful and ancient. But here, here's the question. How, how do we listen to Lady Wisdom now? How do we, how do we choose her? Well, we see wisdom personified again later in the Bible. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians. We, we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to them who, those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. To those whom, whom God is calling, those who come humbly, those who are discerning, Christ is the wisdom of God. Colossians 1.23 says that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Just look over to Proverbs 9 verse 10, the next chapter. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You see, wisdom is found in the Holy One. Wisdom is, is found in the person of the Lord Jesus. The wisdom on offer to us comes as we Embrace the Lord Jesus. We've seen Lady Wisdom calling and commanding. We've seen that she's powerful and ancient. And here's how we receive her. It's as we embrace Jesus. So hear hear this chapter now, no longer as the voice of Lady Wisdom crying out to you. Hear rather the voice of the God-man Jesus. He is the ultimate wise man to us. And and you hear him in this chapter offering himself generously to all of us. You see that in verse 17? I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. He's he's not elusive or or hiding away that we, we can't find him. Like Lady Wisdom, calling out at the crossroads, the Lord Jesus is calling out to each one of us. Search for him, and you won't find in an empty search you won't return empty-handed seek him and you will find him how do we know that because he he stooped down and rather than staying elusive and away from us he he stooped down to earth and became one of us that we might know him and he went further than just stooping down he became a servant and died for us there we see him most generously offering himself to us that we might know him Hear him offering himself generously to us. And hear him offering life to us. You see that in verse 35. For those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. See, find Jesus and we we find life. And we find a life that's marked by wisdom. Verse 35. But those who fail to find me, harm themselves. And all who hate me, love death. So we're used to hearing of Jesus if we've been in church for any time as our Lord and Saviour and friend and King. We're less used to hearing of Jesus as the ultimate wise man, offering you and I a, a life of wisdom if we join with him. And we see here in Proverbs 8, it's, it's wisdom to equip us for everyday life. Proverbs broadens our view of what it looks like to have life in Jesus. Jesus' life was 
marked by wisdom that marveled crowds and infuriated the religious leaders of his day. Life in Jesus brings true wisdom to us now. Not what we often think of as wisdom, being able to ace it on university challenge or look smart in front of friends. But real wisdom, wisdom from above, wisdom for everyday life. Wisdom, as we'll see in Proverbs, to equip you to make good decisions. Wisdom to help you consider the friends to make for life. Wisdom in your business dealings. Wisdom in the valley of working hard. And that wisdom is on offer as we embrace the Lord Jesus. See, it's not just enough to keep him as an interesting idea, a philosophical idea to just bat around. No, choose Jesus, embrace him. Just as we finish, just one last thought. How, how is it we can help ourselves do that? How does Proverbs help us to see what it looks like to embrace Jesus? Well, Proverbs comes to us in the form of a, of a conversation. It's like a conversation around the family table as a mum and dad talk to their, their young one. Just flick back a few pages to Proverbs 1 verse 8. Proverbs 1 verse 8, listen my son to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. If you are here and you're privileged enough to have Christian parents, I'm going to say something completely countercultural and radical to you right now. Listen to them. Listen to what they say. If they're taking their God-given duty seriously, then they will set before you the Lord Jesus and they'll show you what it looks like to embrace him. Perhaps you you don't have Christian parents or you don't have a particularly good relationship with your parents. Or do you think about developing the kind of friendships with those that can act like a Christian parent to you? There are one or two older people that could do this instruction of a father teaching of a mother to you and listen to them. Allow them to help you to embrace Jesus and the wisdom he offers. Ray Ortland helpfully writes, it's on the top of your sheets, that the wisdom we need for our lives is not inside us. That's what we often think. It's outside of us. We're not meant to listen to ourselves. We have too much to learn. Who has your ear? with the concophony of voices calling in, saying, come our way, listen to me, follow my path. Whose voice will you listen to? Let's pray together. Father, there are Many voices calling out to us, saying, come our way, listen to me, follow our path. Thank you here that you show the path to follow. Please would we listen to the Lord Jesus. Would we see following him is the path to life. Thank you so much that the Lord Jesus offered himself generously to us. And we pray, please, that you would put people in our lives, whether that's Christian parents that you've gifted us with, that we might listen to, that we might see what it looks like to walk the path of wisdom. Or others, just a bit older, who've walked the path longer than us, that they might show us what it is to walk the path of wisdom 
beside the Lord Jesus. Help us to see that we won't find wisdom from looking within. Help us to look outside of ourselves and to embrace wisdom in the person of the Lord Jesus through those people you put before us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.